Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us for the Live Oak online devotional. We always, on this Sunday, this Sunday after Christmas, take it off as a church for a Sabbath Sunday. We want our staff and our volunteers to be able to travel this week, to go be with family, to rest, uh, and just to have a week where they don't have the expectation of a service coming up. And we've done that for almost 10 years here at Live Oak, and it's really served uh, us well and served our staff and volunteers well. For those of you who are in that group, I'm talking about staff and volunteers, people who serve Sunday in, Sunday out in so many different ways. Thank you for what you do. It makes a difference and it means a lot to me. And so this Sunday, we didn't want to abandon the idea of having some input, a, a, a devotional, something to kind of give you this Sunday to think about as we wrap out the year. This is something we've also done for the last nine or 10 years. We, we want to end the year reflecting back and thinking about the year we're leaving behind. It's New Year's Eve and 2023 is coming to a close. But before we leave 2023, what is it we shouldn't leave behind? What are the lessons? What are the hurts that we need to attend to? What are the losses we need to grieve? What are the celebrations we need to, to celebrate? What are the experiences with God that we got to know him in a new and unique way, different way? Who has God been to us this last year? So really, if you think about every year, it's kind of like a road trip. It's like a journey. And in a road trip, if you're driving from here to wherever you're going, think of it like a car. And so you've got, <clears throat> you've got the, the, the rear view mirror where you kind of glance backwards and kind of just spend a little time glancing back. But then you've got this big windshield in front of you where you look forward. Today, I want to focus on the windshield. Let's look forward to 2024. But before we do, let's glance back. Take a minute, you might even push pause on this and, and just, just think about several of these questions. What was this last Christmas season like for you? What was a highlight? What went well? What didn't? What was, your, what was the highlight from the past Christmas? Or, or, or think about the year in general. Of this last year, what was a big highlight? Something you want to celebrate? What was something that was painful? What was something that you lost? What is some spiritual milestone or some way God showed up in a unique, special way for you? Who was God to you this last year? Take a minute and reflect on those. If you're watching this with somebody, talk about it together. If you're doing it individually, just maybe even journal it. Stop and think and reflect. What is it from this past year that you want to celebrate? You need to grieve. You need to acknowledge. You need to attend to. You want a lesson you want to bring with you, something, a lesson you learn that you want to apply in the next year, something about God that you, you pursued him in a unique way or experienced him in a, in a unique way, experienced a milestone, and, and you want to celebrate that and keep that going. Think about that, about 2023. And then as we, after we glance backwards and we look forward through the windshield to 2024, if you're watching this on New Year's Eve, that means tomorrow is a, a brand new day, but it's also a brand new year. And every new year feels like this new opportunity. It's a blank page, which can be exciting and it can also be kind of scary. What does the new year hold? And a lot of times we have calendars. I don't know if you still use an old school uh, actual calendar. Some of us do it on our phones. But, you know, the thing about a calendar for the next year is it's a blank page. And there's, there, there are some things that are written on there for us by our our families, our jobs, our schools, the teams, like, hey, here's the schedule, and it's put on our calendar. 
But then there are some things in this next year, and I'm sorry to say this, but we all know it's true. There are some things that will show up in your calendar this next year that you did not plan on. They did not schedule in advance. They just show up unannounced, sometimes very intrusively, sometimes very painfully, sometimes very joyfully. There are pleasant surprises too, but there's a lot going on in the next year that we do not know and we cannot control. So in the middle of all of that, this blank page of a new year that's waiting in front of us, this journey to be taken, as you do, yeah, put down the stuff that's, that you need to do because of school, work, family, teams, uh, events, things like that. Acknowledge there'll be some things that come in and disrupt your calendar. But as you do it, prayerfully make plans of what you're going to do this next year with this in mind. James, the brother of Jesus in James chapter 4, was talking about how we view and think about time and plans. And I always think about this every new year for me or any time I get into planning. In James 4 verses 13 and following, it says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. vanishes. He, he makes this idea. He says, look, we make plans all the time. New Year's plans, weekly plans, monthly plans, yearly plans, five-year plans, life plans. We make all these plans all the time. And he goes, how crazy is that? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what, how life's going to show up unannounced and kind of introduce itself. Hey, here I am. Knock us off balance, throw us for a loop. There are all these things we play. He goes, he goes there, there's something absurd about that. And life is short. You're a mist, you're a vapor. You're here for a little bit and it's gone. And it goes by like that quicker than you think. Life is so unpredictable. It, it, it happens unexpectedly. And he says all these things as we make plans, that life is short, it's fragile, it moves fast, it's full of surprises, unknowns. And he says, there's a better way. He says, instead, this is what we should do. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, or if it is the Lord's plan, we will live and do this or that. You know, it's, he's not saying just how we talk about it. He's not, it's, not really, it's really about how we think about it. It's not you should say, hey, well, next year we're going to go to Disney World or next year I'm going to you know, go, go for first chair in all-region band or next year I'm going to try for that promotion or next year I'm hoping. It's not about saying, well, don't do that, but, if you, but just say this instead. I'm going to do those same things, but if it's the Lord's will, you know, it's not, it's not just saying about something and kind of, we'll see. It's actually saying I should be leaning into the Lord's will. Like that should drive my planning. What does God have planned for me? Yes, make your plans, but let God lead your plans. Make God the first thing you seek in your plans. Today or tomorrow, we'll go to this city or that city, spend a year there. We don't even know what's going to happen. What's your life? It's a mist. It's gone like that. Instead, we should say, if it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or that. And he says this, as it is, because we live that way, we make plans and go, God, you good? And then we just roll forward. He says, instead, as, you, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes and all boasting is evil. 
You know, you know what James is saying? He's saying when we make our plans and we don't consult God, he calls it evil. That's a strong word. He said it's boasting. Almost like I know better what's going to happen this next year more than God does. I mean, he's really pushing on the planning process. And I'm a planner. Like, I love plan. I love strategy. I like having things planned out. What James is saying is, remember, your life is unpredictable. Your life, it's gone in a mist. It's very brief. And there's the, the God of the universe, the creator, who knows what's coming next, who can lead you well because he loves you well. But you've got to let him. You've got to let him be the one that drives the car. You've got to let him be the one that drives your calendar. You've got to let him be the one that drives your mind, your heart, your soul, and your life. Then he goes on and says this, and this is a big deal. The next verse, James 4, 17, he goes on through this passage, very next verse. As you make plans and as you seek the Lord's plans, living for the Lord's purposes in your life, Start by seeking the Lord first always. Then, he, James says it very simply. Just do what you know to do. He says in verse 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it. Does that sound like you, you ever, like you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it? We call it procrastination. Procrastination means failing to do what you know to do when it's time to do it. You kind of put it off, you delay. It's almost like hitting the snooze when the alarm goes off. Do you hit the snooze button in the mornings? There, there are two types of people in the morning. There those, those who hit snooze and then those who are crazy that just get up the first thing. I, I, I'm a snoozer. I hit the snooze. As a matter of fact, I set multiple alarms because I'm afraid I'm going to actually turn off my alarm. But you, you know what the snooze button is, whether you use it or not. It's, it's time to get up. We hit snooze, so it's a delay to actually, actually getting up. James is talking about, he goes, if you are someone who hits snooze on doing the good that you know to do, doing what God wants you to do. If any of you do that, here's how he says it. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. He said it's sin. When you know the good God wants you to do and you don't do it, it's sin. Basically, he's saying this, even if it's delayed obedience, delayed obedience is disobedience. James says, in light of the fact that life is short, brief, and unpredictable, in light of the fact that we make plans without consulting God, and how crazy is that when we could have him being part of our planning process and driving our plans, he says it comes down to if you make, God makes plans for you and he shows you the good to do and you don't do it, it's sin. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Do the good you know God wants you to do. Don't delay it. So, so let me ask you this question. In 2024, what is the good God wants you to do? N not what, is, what do you think that's good that you can do? What is the good God wants you to do? Throughout the scripture, it tells us that God has plans for us. He makes plans for us. Ephesians 2.10, Paul tells us this. For we are God's handiwork. God crafted you created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has plans for you this year to do good and contribute good 
to the world, to your family, to your school, to your work, to your friends. If you're at Live Oak, hopefully it's to your church. We've been asking you, pray, God, Jesus, build your church. Show me my part. I believe God has plans for you to contribute to this church, to your family, to this world, to your small group, all over. But it's up to us to say, God, what is the good you plan for me to do, you want me to do? And then it's ours to say, I won't delay. I won't hit snooze. I'll simply do the good God wants me to do. Isn't it amazing that God involves us and he invites us to be part of what he's doing in the world? There are things that people right now in the, in the world are praying for, that God has a plan to get involved and it might involve you simply doing the good he asks you to do, that you might be the answer to somebody's prayers as God mobilizes you to do good. It's humbling that God would include us, but I'm thankful that he does. And, you know, you were created, you're God's handiwork. We just finished this series called Christmas on Purpose, how Jesus showed up on purpose to bring purpose to everyone and everything. Well, the good news is in Ephesians 2.10 tells us that you were created on purpose. You are here for a purpose. And there is good that God has planned for you to do. And all it takes is for you to slow down and listen. Engage with God, engage with scripture. And then don't hit snooze. But say yes and do the good you know God wants you to do. You know, again, this year, it's a, it's, it's a, blank, it's a blank calendar. I don't know what's gonna be on there. And there are things on there that I'll write on there. There are things that life will write on there. Some I like, many I don't. But we have a choice. What will we fill our pages with this next year? You know, every day is a gift. We're not guaranteed every day next year. We're guaranteed today. Life is short. James tells us that. But as we approach the next year, every day, one at a time, we have a choice to make. What will you do with it? You know, I've heard it said that life, life is a story that's yet to be written, but one in which you hold the pen. That this next year, it's not just an advance where you write things on your calendar. There are things you'll do all year long that real today, this is what I did with my life. This is what I did with my life. You are writing a story every day of your life. What kind of story will you tell? Because you hold the pen. And the best thing you could do in writing your story is to put the pen in God's hands. To say, God, would you write my story? What do you have planned? What do you want to accomplish? What's the good you want to do through me in this world? I'm, I'm humbled that God would include us in what he's doing, but I'm grateful. And God wants to lead you as you go into this next year because he loves you. So one of the things I would challenge you to do is as you have this time together, if you're watching it with people, discuss it. I encourage you to do it, even if you're with others. At some point, get alone and think about, look back, think about this last year. And then spend some time looking forward. What are your hopes for the next year? What are your fears for the next year? What are your plans for the next year? 
But answer this question. For right now, what is the good that you know that God wants you to do in your family? And wherever it is you spend your time, work, school, whatever. At Live Oak, please keep praying the prayer. Jesus, build your church, show me my part. And then please do your part. There's good God wants you to do. What is the good God wants you to do? And one of the things I wanna challenge you to do this year is in the way you know the good God wants you to do is engaging scripture. We talk about it a lot at Live Oak, is engaging scripture. As a matter of fact, every day we have a reading plan at Live Oak that's usually most often one chapter of the Bible. Today, that chapter is, uh, of the Bible is Psalm chapter one. Live Oak even has scripture engagement journals where you can do this thing called soaps, scripture observation, make observations, application, how will I apply it, turn it into a prayer, how can I share it with others? And in Psalm chapter one, uh, it's, that's the Psalm we're reading today. And what, what I love about Psalm one is it's a great New Year's Psalm. And it's, it's a great introduction. It's Psalm one, it's a great introduction to the other 149 chapters of the book of Psalms, but it's a great introduction to engaging scripture. It's a great introduction to a new year. Psalm one is just a great Psalm any day, but it's a foundational Psalm because it talks about the life that is blessed. And the two things it says is blessed is the one, and you'll read it, you'll engage it. Please read Psalm 1 today and engage it on your own. Make some observations and figure out your application, but I'll tell you mine. Psalm 1, it says, here's the person that's blessed. It's the blessed is the person who does not follow the crowd. They're not influenced by the crowd. Blessed is the person who thinks deeply, meditates, delights in God's word. Something is leading you in life. And Psalm 1 is a great reminder. Engage with Psalm 1 today and then every day tomorrow, we're January 1st, we're starting it. You can read a whole book of the Bible in the, in the first week of the reading plan uh, for Live Oak this next year. Uh, but today, Psalm 1, end the year by reading Psalm 1 and think about what does this tell me about how to live my life? And it tells me, don't follow the cr crowd. Follow God's word. Follow a crowd that follows God's word. But think deeply, delight in doing God's word. That's a life that Psalm 1 says is blessed. So we have the scripture engagement journals for you at Live Oak if you need that. The, the uh, Live Oak reading plan can be found on the app or website. Um, Want to remind you about year-end giving. Please, that's incredibly vital to what, vital to what Live Oak's going to have to do next. Whatever that is, whatever God has planned for us, which we don't know yet, we know that year-end giving is a key contributor to that, a key factor in that. And so as, as you pray and ask God what he wants you to do, please don't delay obedience, please respond. Thank you for being part of that. And then on January 7th, we'll be back starting a new series. We're gonna slowly go through the book of Romans. One of the most impactful books throughout history from the Bible is the book of Romans. As Paul writes to this group of Christians following Jesus in Rome and trying to figure out what is it we actually believe and what difference does it make in the world, especially in a world that doesn't care much about how we believe. I encourage you to be here for Romans starting January 7th. Again, thanks for being here. There's a link to discussion questions uh, here in the comments. Happy New Year. And this year, write a great story by following the author of life as he writes a great story in you. Happy New Year.